ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, hope everybody's having a great week. Thank you for everybody who has been hitting that bell button and subscribing and also leaving the reviews. We love them. Um, Definitely keep leaving them and um, always great to see words of encouragement. Also, any constructive criticism, much welcomed. And feel free to also send us a DM or an email at abcsofgreek at gmail.com, right? Thomas, that's the email? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Is all of, are all of our social stuff is usually in the linked, right? Yes. Everything is okay. in the, the link to the show description, I believe. Okay, amazing. Um, but we love any and all feedback in all forms, especially five-star reviews. Even if you're going to say something critical, stars along with it, we'll definitely read it. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'd prefer the constructive criticism in the form of a dm i think is safe to say i'll take it if that's what's stopping you from leaving a review then you can still leave it you just have to bully us before you give us the five stars (laughs) and then just say one nice thing about each of us also individually all right well today we're recapping season three episode 14 the tortoise and the hare the original air date was February 15th, 2010, which is strange because the Valentine's Day episode is next week. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, it was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Rob Braggin. Uh, the IMDb summary is they're now they're on their short and sweet kick. It's Casey begins to think about her possible political career. I love that. <laughs> and it does encapsulate a lot of the episode it does yeah sure mm-hmm. so Casey <laughs> okay I did preface this <laughs> that I weirdly don't remember this episode even though I watched it last night but my notes do start out with Casey is wearing a fuck-ass cap and reading the paper <laughs> yeah literally my first note is Casey's beret <laughs> what was the hat i don't even i didn't even remember her it was it was like a newsboy cap and beret uh hybrid i want to say because i wrote fuck ass cap so it must have been something (laughs) she looks good so she's wearing a a, a chapeau apparently and cappy is painting a turtle oh she is reading the newspaper and she sees that a bill that she worked worked on is a loose term over the summer while interning in Washington is actually going to become a law and so she's very excited about that and Cappy quickly reminds her that she didn't really work on it and she's like I made copies of it also the juxtaposition between when Cappy is eating breakfast at the ZBZ house and Casey's eating breakfast at the KT house yeah Eating Lucky Charms mixed with 8 million different cereals out of a Tupperware. (laughs) I know, but she's like kind of loving it. Also, I say that as I just ate shreds of mini wheats out of this teacup. So I guess Uh. like I could take a step back. So then a bunch of the KTs come out with their own turtles and they're going to compete in the Turtle 500. 
and they're all very excited. Casey keeps talking about how great it would be to be in Washington and be working on bills like this that are getting turned into laws. And Cappy's like, well, you hated your internship. Her, I can't wait to talk about her like switching it up this episode because it wasn't too long ago when she wouldn't talk about the internship. Remember how she wouldn't even speak about the internship? He wouldn't say it. She wouldn't tell Ashley. No, she she was and we were like, what happened there? Like, was there like legal problems? No, she just didn't like it. Um, <laughs> the club. <laughs> that was so weird. So now she's like, well, I think it means I just need to work harder. I just need to get my ass up and work. It seems like yeah, wants to work anymore. <laughs> page out of Kim K's book this entire episode actually going to law school the whole the whole nine yards so um that's when she like mentions the word graduation and her and Cappy both like freeze like they're not allowed to say the word and he they don't discuss it any further it's like conversation kind of shuts down yeah this was kind of stressing me out like I feel like even though senior year the whole year I was like okay well this is my last year I felt like I was so scared to graduate and I got, I would get really annoyed anytime someone brought up graduation. Really? I was so done. Yeah. I I didn't really like college that much. I didn't either. Honest. From day one, I was like, I'm, d- I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> but it's was, nice that you had a good experience. Like, yeah, that it is good. nice to not be chopping out the bit to leave. I think I liked the safety of it. I don't think it was necessarily totally. like, like, I think part of it was liking being in that environment where I could just like, learn and like make mistakes you know and like try new things but I think it was just scary to know that like you don't after you finish it's like you pretty much can just do anything but that feels so nebulous yeah well I think that's like what Cappy also is partially what he's feeling too like he's surrounded by his friends and he knows everything here and he doesn't have to make a decision and when you leave you have to make decisions yeah I'm trying to think how I felt I don't think it started to get to me until like right before but I also like applied to grad school and like pretty early on in the year was like I think I'm going to do at least a year of grad school so it's like I wasn't that like I wasn't I was excited to leave our specific school (laughs) very excited to leave (laughs) so I was like that's I was fine with going to another school but I didn't want to be there (laughs) I don't know but yeah Yeah, she literally wrote she's waxing poetic about being in like she is like stars in her eyes she's gone like full nostalgia mode like when you rewrite history in your mind as like a completely different version of what happened like she has forgotten completely that when she came back she wouldn't tell she was ready to move into an apartment with Max off campus I remember because she was so so upset about how bad this internship went oh my gosh I forgot that was so long ago that cursed staged apartment so uh now we see Rusty in the lab or yeah in the lab and he's using this special microscope microscope and Dale is like very impressed by it and Dale starts saying that he has to get a job because he's gonna have to fund his grant himself which he's (laughs) calling the Kettlewell grant and, oh, I thought it was the Kettlewell Prize. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> the Kettlewell Prize. That's underfunded. <laughs> yeah, so he needs to find some way to fund it himself. And that's when Hastings comes in, Rusty's advisor. And he, Rusty's like very excited. He tells Hastings that he got the wire to reconnect for a full five minutes. And so that's big progress. I don't know how long he has been doing it before, but 
anyway, apparently five minutes is a big step forward. And that's when Hastings tells Rusty to get his suit and tie ready because they're meeting the dean of the engineering school because Rusty is the wonderkin. And now the dean has to meet him. And Dale is like, and what about the winner of the Kettlewell Prize? <laughs> and then and he's he was like, I think he'll like to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, maybe now, yeah. <laughs> so after this episode, so then we're back at ZBZ and Casey is like lifts a glass. I don't know why I said back at. We haven't been there yet. You guys, I'm sorry. This episode is like has floated out of my brain. No, you're going to get we hate are. comments. I yeah. know. Technically back. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. at ZBZ <laughs> and Casey is lifting a glass to her lips to take a drink. And she says to Ashley, oh my God, this is disgusting. Ashley, there's lipstick on my glass. We need a new hasher. And Ashley is, I guess they wash dishes. I thought they just like stocked the cabinets, but whatever. Um, no, they like run the whole kitchen. Yeah, that's a big, big job for one person. So Ashley is like, you know, I know, but I'm really wary of hiring someone because of everything that happened with Fisher and Abby, who's also Kelsey. Oh, who I thought her contract ran out at this point. I yeah, like, I don't know. Realize, I did not realize she would be coming back she's back she raises her hand she turns around and raises her hand like, i'll do it i'll find the new hasher and um also casey's like when she sees her raising her hand she's like abby you don't have to go to the bathroom you can just go and she's like no i have a, something else i want to tell you and casey's like do you ever like sometimes like someone and then also sometimes want to kill them in their sleep <laughs> she says this to abby yeah Abby's yeah. So uh then Casey's sleeve sticks to the table and she says to Ashley, just give her the job. And Ashley's like, okay. No. Um, so then Ashley's asking Casey in the same scene which potato chip bag that Casey would want to eat out of more. And like one is plain but has crunchier chips, and then one is more catchy. And Ashley is kind of like feeding Casey the like line she wants. Like she's obviously wants her to pick the plain one with the crunchy chips. And this is an exercise for her marketing class. And Casey's like, oh, I'm so glad that you decided to go into marketing. And they kind of start talking about what their after graduation plans are. And Casey says that, you know, she doesn't, she's thinking about going back into politics, but she doesn't know. And that she was talking about it that morning with Cappy and Ashley can't believe that like they would even broach the conversation about graduation and Cappy or Casey says that they didn't and that he like, she has nowhere to start with it. Is that right? I feel like I'm literally. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, pretty much. But (laughs) Ashley is like, well, honestly, Casey just prioritized your life. Yeah. And so then she suggests that, okay, if there's, if you want to get back into politics, because uh, Casey's like, I don't know where to start with it. I can't go back to Paula Baker. You know, I don't know what to do. She's they like, called oh. me Elle Woods, which I'm like, first of all, compliment. Yeah, and she keeps misogyny. It's compliment. Cappy brings that up too. And I'm like, that's really not that mean. Also, I'm like, Elle Woods, the, um, oh my God. The woman that called? ended animal testing? The woman that, no, wait, what is it called? The best person in the class? Oh my God. Valedictorian. Valedictorian? The valedictorian of Harvard Harvard. Law. You're a blonde sorority girl. Like, Like, oh, you're an adorable girl with ambition. 
yeah it, it, join it, the club it's not like they flat out were like you're stupid like no and Elwood isn't dumb case in point the end of both movies so um that's when Rebecca like pops up and oh, because Ashley is like yeah, Ashley says if you want to talk to someone about politics then we have someone in this house who knows a lot about Washington and whose dad used to be a senator and yeah Rebecca pops right up she's like I found leftovers in the fridge that were Franny's <laughs> new hasher throwback and we kind of figure that Casey's gonna be reluctantly going to her for advice it's giving all the salad dressings in our old apartment <laughs> oh my gosh they, the amount of times they say Washington in this episode too it's like they're they never say DC or maybe they do once but it's like everything is like Washington 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 I know <laughs> I feel like yeah I don't know <laughs> So now Rusty is all dressed up to meet the Dean and they're in this like kind of private room. It's very small. He's with Hastings and he tells Hastings that he has the perfect anecdote to tell the Dean about how he got his inspiration for the project. He's going to tell them, tell him that he got it from his fraternity brothers and Hastings is like, no, you can't bring up the frat at all. You're not going to say that. And that's when the Dean walks in, introduces himself, and immediately asks Rusty, Rusty how he came up with the idea. And Rusty is like, he's doing that thing where he like can't figure out what to say. So then it comes out sounding like weirdly pervy. He was like, we were playing with balls with my brothers. And wait, the first thing he says, though, is these balls. And pauses. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, no, no, not balls. My brother's balls. We were playing with them. It's it's awful and painful to sit through. And then he finally gets his words right and he says that they were playing pool and the combo shot gave him the idea. And that's when the dean asks if Rusty will have the uh, diagrams, like patented diagrams ready for the next budget meeting because he wants to be able to get funding for the engineering department and Rusty's like hesitant to commit to that but then the advisor is like no no we'll make it happen Hastings like jumps in and is like oh it's fine um Hastings needs to chill yeah but also it's like kind of like the Theranos effect you know what I mean like I feel like I feel like with like the Silicon Valley like science mindset like you commit to the achievement before you've made it Like, I don't feel like, yeah, Rusty is being a little bit too helpful in this episode. We'll talk about it later, but. Yeah, like, I mean, just like, we find out that Hastings is like, really personally driven as opposed to like, scientifically invested. Yeah, he once shot with the Victoria's Secret model. He keeps saying that. Now we're back at CBZ for real. And there's a bunch of like really cute guys in the living room and we find out that they are all of the potential hashers that Kelsey has found. It's like an open call. It's Kelsey. literally, it's a Wilhelmina casting call. Kelsey. <laughs> Wait, did you guys see all of those um, TikToks that were like from that like open casting call in New York recently? Yeah. And it was like, someone commented, it was like not all of Gen Z identifying as models. Oh it was like wrapped around like a block of like people just waiting out to get seen 
It's literally like every like girl in low rise jeans in Washington Square Park. <laughs> um, so Ashley's like kind of appalled, but Kelsey is like, oh, well, the rumor got out about you hooking up with the last hasher. So now all these guys want the job. And that's when Dale walks in. And of course, Ashley doesn't remember him. She calls him Kyle. He starts like listing off all his experience. He actually has like a lot of very good experience. I think he worked, it's mostly religious based. Like, church that's fine. And I think, was it like an ice cream or like donuts? It was tacos, tacos and donuts. <laughs> that's where he used to work. Aw, damn. Yeah. And we know he has great work ethic. He does have great work ethic. And then she hires him on the spot. Ashley is like, okay, you're perfect. Because she oh, can't hire yeah. someone. Did we talk about Hunter too? The guy that Ashley meets at the beginning? Because he comes yeah. back later. He's one of the potential hashers, Hunter. He's pretty cute. And um, Ashley just says, hell no, when he introduces <laughs> himself. <laughs> he looks weirdly familiar. Like, is he seen like a Disney Channel movie or something? He looks like he's been like a cast as a high school football job. Yeah like yeah bunch of background yeah so rusty is walking into like the lab with hastings and he's feeling really good about himself his ego is so inflated at this point like he thinks he's hot shit it's like hard to watch harder to watch than normal (laughs) yes and he's like i just don't know though like how are we gonna get these patents like these diagrams done to be patented in time like for this meeting this isn't that long of a time and Hastings is like, I took care of it. One of my best students is going to be your assistant and she's going to help you out so that we're all ready. And they open the door. The assistant is Dana. Dana. And very awkward. And immediately, even Hastings is like, I'm recognizing that something has, you guys know each other. There's a familiarity or something. Um, For those who don't remember, Dana is also... Becca from Superbad and she was the one that Rusty kept forgetting her name and um tried to ask out and then she stormed away yes she's played by Martha McIsaac and I just did a quick IMDb search for Hunter he was in the nine lives of Chloe King maybe that's where you recognize him did you watch that it was also ABC (laughs) family no idea what that is otherwise (laughs) promo Otherwise, he hasn't done too many other credits. Other than maybe it was like Percy Jackson in 2013. Did y'all see that? No. No. Sorry, Hunter. Um. So now we're at ZBZ and Rebecca and Casey are talking. Rebecca cannot understand why Casey would want to get into politics. Casey's like, I don't think it's all bad. And Rebecca is listing all of the reasons. Like, it's disgusting and she should never get involved with it and that's when dale appears in the kitchen and he's wearing an apron and he asks casey if there's anything special that she wants him to put on his shopping list for her and rebecca's really mean to him yeah really mean to him ash waits a month and then hires bible boy in front of him he goes wow you're unpleasant Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, so then he leaves and Rebecca's like, what do you even want to do? Oh, but not before he offers Casey some of his vinegar pie. That's just, that sounds so foul. Aunt Gertie, Aunt Gertie's vinegar pie. Aunt Gertie, yeah. Old-fashioned vinegar pie. Oh my God, that literally just gave me a chill. I can't- Commonly referred to as desperation pie. What is vinegar, like vinegar pie? What is it, what is the vinegar? vinegar seasoning like what you can't just have like vinegar gelatin like what oh, would you mix product? in egg sugar vinegar vanilla and this is a real thing yes yes oh my gosh I actually might like it I do love vinegar <laughs> you wouldn't like that who knows if Aunt Gertie made it yeah maybe if Aunt Gertie made it if Dale made his Aunt Gertie's recipe I might enjoy it <laughs> so now Rebecca is asking Casey like what exactly she wants to do in Washington and she's listing stuff off. And Casey's like, yeah, like maybe a lobbyist. And Rebecca, Rebecca goes, oh, so you want to be a whore? And Casey's like, no, I would I would work on like green, uh, like green legislation or like, you know, environmental stuff. And Rebecca goes, oh, so you want to be a green whore? Really? Like choice words. I know. Um, and Casey's like, no, I, I want to work on legislation. I want to make a difference. And Rebecca says that she would need to start in Congress then. And so she says that she has someone that Casey can talk to in exchange for a favor. Wait, I thought she said not in, not in exchange for a favor. Like she's like tricking her. No, she says, but I want something in return. Oh. And Casey's like, seriously, like you would, but it is a little, I was also a little confused because she doesn't actually say what she wants until much later. Yeah. But she says like, I want something in return, I think. Right. Oh, I thought she said, I'm not going to ask you for a favor. And that's okay. Well, that makes more sense. I think, yeah, I think she's like, but I like, I I don't know, maybe not. It really doesn't matter. It's (laughs) nothing actually happens with a favor. So it's okay. I think she's like testing her for politics. Yeah. So now we're back in the lab and Rusty is asking Dana for a thermometer and she like doesn't want to hand it to him. He's like, you're my assistant. And oh, it's so gross. It's really, really gross. And she says, you know, I think you need to check something in your cal- calculations. Like, I don't think that your, um, what you have, your formula is right. I think I found a problem with it. And he gets really mad. And then he accuses her of, this being like it being awkward because of everything that's happened he says that they Mm -hmm. should try not to make it awkward and she's like I don't think it's awkward and she starts scoffing at everything he says like every time he says anything she goes well she says I agree it's awkward for you right (laughs) right the scoff was really I mean that would also because he um Oh, she asked him if he's trying to ask her out again. Right. And then he, and then he's like, do you want me to? And she starts scoffing again. And she was like, that would not be appropriate. <laughs> he's just like mansplaining a lot in, in these scenes to her. He's like, let me mansplain to you why this might be perceived as awkward. Yeah. yeah. He's just like acting like he is like hot shit, even though he doesn't even have a patent. He needs to stop interacting with this girl because it's really bringing out a terrible side of him. 
so now Rebecca brings Casey to like this campaign headquarters that's apparently somewhere close to campus and they meet Joel who is this like haughty campaign manager who uh Rebecca says used to work for his her dad's campaign but he's like one of the good ones he's a do-getter she says and they start talking and Casey's kind of like dropping in her experience a little bit like saying how she like that she ran for president of the sorority and all this stuff and um was the intern for Paula Baker and that's when he says that she could do some voter registration like it it couldn't help to have more experience like working on a campaign or doing voter registration and so she says that she'll do signatures for him and he goes in the back to like get the forms for her and that's when Rebecca asks if cartoon birds do Casey's hair every morning. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. But she's so stoked about it. She's Wait, did really you watch excited. Did you watch the bold type that show? Yeah. So he's um God, what was his name in the bold type? Richard okay. Hunter. I knew he looked familiar. I just IMDB. Richard. Like, where have I seen him? I loved the bold type. It was so I, good. I saw Megan Faye in a matcha, like in a matcha cafe in Venice, like when she was on the bold type and she hadn't been on White Lotus yet. And I was like obsessed with her. And my friend <laughs> had no idea who she was. And I was like staring at her like this in the cafe. And she felt really awkward. I felt really bad. Like I would never ask for a picture, especially because she really wasn't famous yet. But when you should ask. I know. But that she was just trying to enjoy her matcha, but instead I just stared from behind the cat like the counter. Was She's so talented. She I knew she had. She's my favorite. Sutton was my favorite character. So now we're back at the ZDZ house and Dale walks in uh to the dining area where Ash is and he um says, Can I ask you a question? And she goes, Yes, I've heard the good word. And he's like, Well, that wasn't gonna be my question, but definitely good to know um and he's asking her which napkin origami fold she prefers and then some of the zbz's file out of the kitchen i believe laura and rebecca are amongst the bunch and they are saying like he's putting psalms in the cereal boxes and he's laying the pretzels out in cross form and then they're like we want someone hot which it's like, okay, I feel like they're being a little ridiculous. Um, but I would say also the heavy undercurrent of Christianity is not appropriate. <laughs> I think it's Laura that says Billy Graham cracker has to go. Yeah, she does say that. What does that mean? Billy Graham was like the really famous pastor. Evangelist. Uh, he's basically like the birth like the like the father of like modern day televangelism oh yeah he was like super like he kind of started the like christian right movement like of like the modern day he era. lived till he was a hundred yeah he just recently died not that long ago damn oh, and he was born in yeah he was born in 1918 and lived till he was lived till 2018 it's not wild oh, a lot wow so Casey is now at her registration table, struggling to get any attention of any students to register to vote. Um, and then Bex and Evan approach. 
Um, and she's like, it is not going so well. It was a lot easier to get people to sign the petition for the undie run. Um, and they're like, oh, wow, it's actually easier to get college kids interested in running in their underwear. Who would have thought? And then hmm. Evan's like, I think it's great you're interested in politics. And it's great that your personal life isn't holding you back, clearly referring to Cappy. Um, and then Evan kisses Rebecca goodbye in front of Casey. And Casey kind of like doesn't make a face, but it's like, okay. And then um, Rebecca's like, look, we need to work on your sales technique. And so she sees some women walking by and she's like, oh my God, if I don't register to vote, they're going to bring the draft back and girls are going to be included. And the women freak out and also sign up to vote, which is like, yeah, I would, that would get me also for sure. If true, huge if true. Rebecca is like, Casey, if you're successful and you make it to DC, then maybe Cappy can open a KT chapter in Washington, which is funny. <laughs> um, and Casey kind of just like rolls her eyes. And now we're back at the KT house and the turtle racing is still going on. And Rusty walks in and he's looking for his notebook. And Cappy sees him and pulls him aside. And he asks him if Casey has mentioned anything about the G word, graduation. Rusty's like, no, like not really. He's also kind of distracted looking for his notebook. And Cappy's like, I, I don't want to leave here. My friends are here. The weather seems to never change. <laughs> um, and Rusty is like, yeah, but your friends are always going to be here. And Casey is graduating. And wouldn't you guys like, didn't you discuss this before you got back together? Um, Rusty assuming rationality and other people's relationships. Even though it's pretty absent in a lot of his. And then... Rusty sees his notebook is like part of the infrastructure holding up the turtle racetrack. Um, but he kind of jangas its way out. Um, and then he gets a call and he finds out he is going to be interviewed for EW. And hmm. he's like, oh my God, Entertainment Weekly? That's amazing. And Rusty's like, well, it's Engineering Weekly. <laughs> I feel like everybody gets excited when he says Entertainment Weekly, and then they're all like, oh. Imagine Rusty being interviewed in Entertainment Weekly. What would they talk about? I feel like it would be like a Nathan for you skit. Like, if they... <laughs> he does kind of have a Nathan Fielder energy, in a way. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bit, yeah. Vibes are there. So Dale is telling Rusty about how... um his job is going well. And then Rusty is like, huh, I thought Ashley was never going to hire someone after the whole Fisher thing. Dale's like, what's the Fisher thing? And Rusty fills him in on their relationship. And the boy was too stunned to speak. <laughs> he cannot believe this. Dale is like, oh my God, like I'm being used. <laughs> For his body. For his body. Yeah. While they're having this conversation, Rusty is in his outfit for the EW photo shoot and Hastings shows up wearing, you guessed it, 
a toupee and Rusty cannot keep it together. Rightfully, I mean, it's outrageous. It's, it doesn't, I mean, hey, if you want to wear a hair piece, that's totally fair. Get one that matches your hair. But also like expect somebody to notice who you see every day. It was a big change from his original hairstyle, which was that he had none. Mm-hmm. It was shocking. Yeah. And it was a completely different color. It was like a like a little bit like red. Like there was like mm-hmm. a strawberry blondness to <laughs> it. And he's like, this is how I would have looked if I had gotten the recognition I deserved at the time. Like, good God, boy. He's blaming, now he's blaming his baldness on like losing this, uh, that opportunity. I forget what it even was. Like he invented something with someone. His partner, yeah, his partner from 20 years ago or something. He is really let that fester. They go and take the photos and Rusty is chuckling. Then Casey walks into the political office, whatever this place is, with all of her new signatures. And she's like, it's amazing what can happen when you appeal to the people. Um, And then she like brings up the Baker bill again, which also gives him like clear pause when she brings this up. It does. There's like tension building here. And I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction, even from the way that like, it seems like it's going. Like, I thought maybe like he was really anti Paula Baker. I thought the same thing. I was like, is this going to be like, does will this like be thrown in her face as like, we yeah. were against that bill? Yeah. Yeah. And so then she pitches her voter registration party at Dobblers with the Do Something organization, which I feel like is a real organization. I feel like that was something that had like, um, like commercials on like MTV or like VH1, you know? Yeah. Like- yeah they must have had a partnership with ABC Family. Yeah. yeah it's it was totally like- a nonprofit. Product placement, but for nonprofits. Because there were other episodes of things. Like, I remember even, like, there was a Hills episode where they went somewhere with, like, a voter registration or, like, something like that. Like, they were really trying to push out the young vote in the 2010s early. And I guess this was leading up to the 2012 election. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, he's like, that's a great idea. And if you can pull it off, like, that would be fantastic and I am literally getting like I thought he was like going full sabotage mode I mean I'm wrong but I the way that he was reacting to this I was like I thought it was going to be like oh if you have alcohol at like registration events or like something like that like and I was like oh my god you thought he was gonna blackball her in Washington yeah I truly thought that the way he was acting I think it was the way he reacted yeah, he reacted weirdly to the Baker Bill thing. I think and he was impressed. I thought, I read it as pause. Yeah, and then the party, yeah, the way he was, like, supportive of the party seemed, like, kind of fake. hmm So, Ashley um, walks into the kitchen to go find Dale to presumably fire him, to hire someone hot. And Dale's like, hey, Ashley, you can drop the act. I know the real reason you hired me and I know the real reason you fired Fisher. And it's clear that you expect me to be your personal concubine. Upsetting use of words. So upsetting. And he says, despite my recent lapse that you may have heard of, 
I'm not like that anymore. I love the idea that like him having sex with Sheila has like gotten around. Like people right. have She was at the end of the world party, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. For some bizarre reason. Oh, the end of the world party that was five years ago. And he's like, I'm not going to be your plaything, And I'm not going to be tossed aside afterwards. So I'm going to have to quit. And she's like, okay. <laughs> After like the personal concubine comment, she like thinks it's hilarious. She thinks he's kidding once again, because she doesn't understand that Dale is never kidding. And she <laughs> says, you're like Dane Cook, but funny. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Love the Dane Cook slay. Yeah. Cause that was like the year of Dane Cook. Like he was everywhere, but he was never funny. I know. And now I like- told you about probably maybe I've said it on this podcast there was this one girl at my swimming club growing up and she would like told this like story one time and then like a year later and I have to cop to I was watching Dane Cook on YouTube verbatim exactly what she had said she had just done a Dane Cook bit and it was the right. last like oh my god what or Dane Cook stole it from her yeah, maybe he heard <laughs> us in the woods. The the woods of Pennsylvania as we're romping through the stream. Like that, how wild. I literally was like, oh my God. Well, now that is truly wild. Now Dane Cook and his long-term love. His 19-year-old long-term love. Hey, she's 24 now. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, he quits, walks out. Now Rusty walks into the lab and sees Miss Dana Girly Pop asleep. And he wakes her up and very rudely, he's like, we're on a tight schedule. And Dana's like, uh, this is not happening anytime soon. BTW, I checked your work and you are headed straight to a dead end. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I know just as much as you. And if you weren't so cocky, you could probably see what I'm seeing too and then he accuses her of just saying this because it's awkward and she's like whatever bye I'm out of here if you're smart you'll look at my notes because I wrote it all down there when he started to blame the whole thing on like her him forgetting her name I was so mad yeah because it's and so just is like, Dana yeah and rightfully so it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. I like how she says at the end, I wrote down, if you climb off that ginormous ego for five minutes, which is about how long your wire, wire will last, you <laughs> might want to check my notes. Zing. Ginormous. That's up there with you warmed our house so much it burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Dana. She's like turning into one of my favorite characters. Yeah, oh, Dana is not afraid. So the turtle races are still going on at the KT house. KTs are falling asleep. TC walks in and kisses Cappy and to wake him up, basically. And he's like, oh, you're in a good mood. And she's like, I have some exciting news. And she tells him about the voter registration party at Dobbler's. And she's like, this might give me a real shot to have that job in Washington in the fall. Cappy is like having a very hard time being peppy about this. And Casey's like, look, this is coming up soon. Like we really should be talking about the future and graduation and what it looks like for both of us. 
And then pauses to give Cappy a chance to respond. And he says, I like turtles. And it reminds me of that kid that like, was it a vine kid who's like dressed up like in like a Batman outfit with like crazy face paint? And he's like, I like turtles. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? I don't remember that. I think I do actually. It reminded me of uh, the Amanda show too. Remember that one girl, Debbie, in the girl Zoom who'd go, I like I eggs. eggs. I, yes, I like eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, here it is. I like turtles. He recreates it 16 years later. 16 years later no way it's been that long <laughs> you don't even know what i'm talking about you we can bring him on the pod i thought you said it was on vine, vine. no it turned out it was not it was on youtube oh. we should invite jonathan. him on as a guest jonathan where yeah we'll get him on he I just like says turtles. i like turtles and then we are like great thank you and thank you for coming on then that's a whole episode <laughs> people are like please more we throw an ad in there we have to figure out something to do when uh, we run out of greek so we might need to call him up that's gonna be the pod i just dropped the google search in the chat if you want to take a look at the i like turtle kid i do remember this i do remember this totally yeah cappy's like well my plan is just to figure it out when it happens and casey's like that's not a plan and he's like yeah it is it's a plan to make a plan and it's like it's giving juvenile. I can't. It's not okay. He's really been like taking some L's these last couple of episodes. He redeems himself, I think, in this one kind of, but like, yeah, he really has been rough to watch like the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been tough. So now Casey is giving Rusty Dale's last hasher check because Dale won't come collected on his own because he doesn't want to be violated. And he's telling Rusty about the voter registration party. And he's like, well, I can't come because I'm being interviewed by EW tonight. She's like, oh, my God, Entertainment Weekly. (laughs) And then he tells her about the Dana situation and the issues with that. And he's like, well, I don't even know if I should be giving this interview because I feel like it's not going to work. I'm just not so proud of it right now. And um, then uh, Casey brings up like the Cappy situation and Rusty's like, well, maybe Cappy will surprise you about the DC stuff. And she's like, yeah. And like, you should be prouder about what you're doing right now and go enjoy it, which is nice. They have a little, nice little sibling moment. I miss when the earlier episodes would always end with like a sweet case. I, was, oh, I was thinking that this episode, cause we haven't ended with like a after school special moment in a long time you know we really haven't um and this is when oh so now upstairs in the zbz bathroom rebecca walks out of the shower um and she asks ashley about the new hasher and she's like yeah rebecca hunter is all yours so they ended up hiring hunter the guy from that show that thomas said the nine lies of the Nine Lives of Chloe <laughs> King. The Nine Lives of Chloe King, famously. And then <laughs> Laura and Abby walk in and they're like, this new hasher has got to go. He's giving bad vibes. He's pervy. And we just want Dale back because we can trust him. And this is when Hunter walks into the bathroom unannounced with fresh towels. 
And Abby looks like she's going to vomit. And Rebecca is like kind of like living. Rebecca's into it. And I'm like, it is creepy, Rebecca. Run. He has a high creep tolerance. Yeah, because he goes in case you want to take a shower later. She has a high creep tolerance because she grew up in Washington. (laughs) She said like 50 times this episode. Exactly. And so Ashley's like, I'm gonna call Dale. So now we're at the voter registration party at Dobbler's and Rebecca approaches Casey and she's like, I'm impressed. You made registering to vote not look like a boring waste of time. And Casey's like, well, I hope Joel feels the same way. And she's asking Rebecca if she's seen him. Uh, But just then Cappy arrives and he's like, can I get you a drink? And she's like, can't working i'd love a water she's in full working mode at this party mm-hmm. and, and rebecca tense and rebecca clocks it yeah rebecca clocks this it is super super tense and uh casey tells rebecca that she told kathy about washington and told him that they should start talking about graduation and rebecca's like oh my gosh what did he say and casey says i like turtles <laughs> And Rebecca's like, well, what did you expect? And then she goes, that's our, your, Cappy. Uh, 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 so Joel walks in and he says, immediately he's like, I'm impressed. So Casey's dream came true. And he's like, we could address a solid voting block with this turnout. And Rebecca is like, yawn, this is boring. And just walks away. Walks and, over to Evan and they yes. look so together. Yeah, she walks over to Evan. They are power coupling at this voter registration event. And uh, Evan's like, this place is so packed. Casey must be thrilled. I mean, I love that they're getting together just to literally gossip. Like she goes and finds Evan just to spill tea. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, Casey would be happy, but she just talked to Kathy at graduation and he just wanted to talk about turtles. And Evan's like, of course, and then he Evan, loves that she gets to tell Evan that. Yeah. And Evan goes I, up. I do relate and being like, oh, yeah. Loving to be able to gossip. Like, except for Evan's the wrong guy because Evan's like weirdly involved and invested in this. Like, the nice thing about being able to gossip to a guy is that they have no stake in the game. No, but Evan she does. wanted to find yeah, the she, person. Of course. Of course. Oh, and. And Evan was ready to receive that answer immediate. It all happens like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Evan like goes I- up to Cappy and is like, he immediately says, I know you'd find a way to blow it. <laughs> he can't wait. And he's like, it's turning out just like I said, Casey's going to move on and you're going to be left with turtles. Uh, so now we cut to Casey explaining to Joel that she wants to do more of these voter registration parties. But like- also just real, how fucking humiliating is that for Cappy? I know, it's right? Also, like, I would be mad that Evan was the one that told me that she had a problem with that conversation. It should be obvious that she had a problem with that conversation, but... I well, yeah, because really it's like, what avenue did it take to get to Evan? Did she go and tell Evan? Exactly. Or who she told so many people that it got to Exactly. Evan? Like, he doesn't know that it was just Rebecca five seconds earlier. Yeah, and I mean, even think back to, like, seasons ago where it was, she was, like, going back to Evan because she was so concerned about the, quote, future. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, Casey's explaining to Joel that she like wants to keep doing these campaign events and Joel is into the idea and he goes, uh, yeah, why don't you come over to my apartment after for a debriefing? And Casey makes like kind of like a stunned face. Like she's immediately her, the wheels are turning. She's thinking, oh my gosh, this guy wants to sleep with me. He's a slime ball. Yeah. She's uh, the wind is out of her sails. I mean, the way that he says it. Yeah. Feels weird. It feels weird for sure. It wouldn't pass the 2023 like code of conduct. Like, first of all, you would never be inviting this like, young girl who's been registering voters over to your apartment. But like also just like, like that would just never, I feel like no self-respecting person in politics would like say that at this point. For a debriefing. Yeah, it sounded skeezy. She was not, she was not making a crazy logical jump. No, and I, I, Honestly, when he said that, like, I thought that that's where it was going. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's not sabotage the Dobbler's party. It's just. He's just a creep. Mm -hmm. And so then Cappy comes up to her and he's like, if you want to talk about Washington, let's talk about Washington. Because he's just coming off of Evan telling him what he said. And then uh, Casey's like, no, I I don't think it's going to be an issue. She's like visibly upset. And uh Happy's kind of like confused. So now Ashley arrives at Dale and Rusty's apartment and she's like, on behalf of ZBZ, she starts talking and then she immediately is like, are you going to close the door? Because he's keeping it open for protection. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd like to leave it open. And she says she'd like him to consider coming back. And he's like, well, are you asking for the house or for you? And she's like, the house, definitely the house. And she says they need Dale, not a hunkazoid in a V-neck. Like, hun- <laughs> like Hunter. <laughs> and she says if he was a chip, he'd be the crunchy kind in a plain bag. A plain honest bag. Honest. She likes his package. And he's like, I- you know, I'll consider it, but you will have to, we will have to set some ground rules involving a sexual harassment seminar and <laughs> sign a contract. And, she's and he's like, going to sleep on it alone. Rusty approaches Hastings and the EW reporter in like this fancy room on campus. I think it might be like I thought it was the exact same room that they uh were in like the dean. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like kind of like a it must be something like the the dean's corridors or something. Or just like an event space on campus. I feel like (laughs) we had these random rooms that we would like just like fancy than, well they we tried to make them look fancier than they were they were really just like a room with a carpet in it yeah ours was the hospitality school like that was like the fanciest building <laughs> um so david fanning not related to dakota or l is the reporter um for ew and he refers to rusty as young einstein <laughs> he's like i can't wait to hear all about this wire and rusty immediately is like can we go off the record and john einstein is the last thing rusty needs to be called for his little einstein little einstein Einstein. um so rusty's like can we go off the record and he tells hastings about dana's discovery because rusty's like feeling irked he like time and place dude like get through the interview or whatever or pulls Hastings aside outside like this is so unprofessional and bizarre like you would never do this 
Yeah, he completely he, self-destructs. He completely like melts down. And Hastings is like, let's talk about this after the interview. And then he's like back on the record. And then Rusty quickly says off the record and then explains how Dana thinks they're headed towards a dead end and that like the patents aren't going to be ready like for years. And Hastings is like, that's ridiculous. Back on the record. And then Rusty is like off the record. <laughs> and the, the reporter is like clicking his little like recorder every time they say that um and rusty's like i think dana might be right i think we should cancel the interview and just tell the dean and hastings freaks out at rusty and is like are you insane like opportunities for recognition rarely come about twice if you're lucky and i'm not about to let this one pass me by so he's yeah like, he's making it all, it all about, about him. him which it has been from the get-go yeah Yeah. like am I just supposed to say everything Rusty says am I supposed to make say everything's okay just so you can get back at your ex-partner and Hastings is like so you do understand and then he's like he's like telling the reporter he's like the brilliant ones are always just a little off it's not easy being the wonderkind and Rusty's like stop calling me that uh and then Rusty's like, I'm just going to tell the reporter that the wire, he only got the wire to sell fuel for five minutes. And that's all it does. And like, maybe one day it'll do something more. But right now it just has potential. And he's like, I'd rather not do the article because I'm not a genius or a wonderkind. And then he also calls out Hastings for wearing a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, insult to injury. I just feel like he could have done this like so many other ways besides humiliating himself and his school. Well, yeah, I feel like he could have given the interview just being like, this Here's is what we have is. so far. Yeah, this is what we have so far. Obviously, we're working towards something more serious, but like, I feel like this could lead to a lot of scientific development. There, look, I did it for you. That's all you had to say, Rusty. Yeah, he had to make a scene. He always has to take it to like the most dramatic place yeah so now we're back at the dobbler's party and casey is drinking a beer rebecca approaches her and says she's been thinking about what casey owes her and she's like and this is where yeah i guess it is kind of a little bit of a joke because she's like if you become president i want to be an ambassador of france (laughs) or she wants a battleship so rebecca yeah and then casey's like you know you might have been right about politics being slimy i think joel hit on me and Casey tells her about how he like asked her to his apartment for a debriefing. And Rebecca says, oh, that was my dad's line. Uh... And Casey's like, why are all guys like that? You know, I really wanted the job. And Rebecca's like, well, I mean, if you really want the job. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, it's not a loss. Yeah, Casey's like, no, I'm not going to Washington that way. Um, And Rebecca's like, well, why are you telling me that? You should be telling it to joel well she says something like she says something like even crazier she's like i um she's like i'm going oh she says i'm going to washington and i'll be damned if i go that way like like, yeah she does say yeah she does say a day ago you weren't even sure you wanted to do this yeah she's like months ago three months ago or whatever you wouldn't even speak about your time there like this the turnaround in one episode is bonkers. <laughs> so now she she's goes. like she she's ready to risk it all to get there any way she can, except for sleeping with Joel. Yeah. And so she goes up to Joel and she says, Slime balls like you are the reason politics suck. 
And she's like, I'm not having sex with you. And then (laughs) before Joel can even respond, he's like just kind of looking like shocked. And then like this older man approaches Joel and he's like, are we still going back to your apartment after for the debriefing? Uh, Oh God, Casey. And this was the moment I was like, damn, I really misread this whole episode at every time. I think Joel, at the risk of making our Reddit listeners mad and predicting something I don't remember exactly what happened I'm pretty sure wait I don't wait don't 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 spoil it for us well I don't know what he does oh okay but I think that like your hunch is correct like I don't think that he's like a great person I think they want have a tour I think they want him to come off as like not great so I feel like I do see that he comes back because when I was looking at his IMDb he's in four episodes yeah he comes back for sure but I don't remember having like a positive experience watching him. So I don't think that you're wrong, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I think that was similar in the bold type too, right? Oh no, Richard wasn't, I love Richard in the bold type. <laughs> maybe I'm just forgetting which character he played. He, they get married, him and Sutton. Oh, Yeah, you got to do a rewatch, Thomas. It's on I do room. need to do a bold type rewatch. Is there a bold type rewatch podcast? Maybe that should be the next one because I have not watched it. <laughs> I don't think you would. It's a really corny show. But then again, so is this. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, wait. And then Casey goes, wait, like you're all going back to your apartment? And then she's like, please say you're planning some weird orgy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Casey. Both of the Cartwright siblings can't react in a normal way. <laughs> like they can't regulate their emotions at all. They simply cannot. Why would so, you say this to anyone who you might ever have a professional relationship with? Well, she she is now under the influence. She did have a beer. <laughs> and, and she's been stressed, so it probably went right to her bloodstream. <laughs> and all she's had to eat are those uh, mix of shredded wheats. And the vinegar. No, no, you had the shredded wheat. She, I had, she had the lucky charms. Did the vinegar. At least pie. I had some fiber. She, yeah, she has a lucky charms and Aunt Gertie's vinegar pie on her stomach, sloshing around with that beer. <sighs> Gross. So now Casey is like pacing around the ZBZ living room, and Ash and Cappy are on the couch. And Ashley's like, maybe he thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Rebecca walks in and Casey immediately blames her because she put it into her head that everyone in politics is a slime ball. And Rebecca's like, I didn't tell you to call him one. And Casey's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and then- but also, like, Rebecca has never taken responsibility for anything. So why would she now? Yeah, she literally burned down a house and is like, still not <laughs> taking ownership of that. Um, so Dale walks in with a healthy crudite. And then he also gives um, Cappy beef sticks and cheeseritos. Ew, it's so gross. Beef sticks. And he uh, goes, thanks, Daly. <laughs> yeah. And Rebecca says, great, he's back in like a snarky way. And then she and Dale just glare at each other. Um, And Casey's like, Casey's once again, like really, really overreacting here. She's like, I guess I don't belong in D.C. Or Washington. I'm sure she says Washington. I feel like I just wrote D.C uh and Cappy's like yes you do you're going to talk to that guy and get that job back and Casey's like I'm too humiliated and Cappy says you're Casey Cartwright and you can do anything you want and that's how I know you're gonna go to Washington and be amazing and then Casey's like well what about even if I could like what about us what about and then Cappy says graduation 
He says it. He verbalizes it. Ashley even says, oh my God, he said it. (laughs) Casey's like, you'll never leave it here. You love it too much. And he's like, you know, that's true, but I can't be anywhere that didn't have you. Chills alert. Chills alert. And Ashley audibly reacts. She says, aw. And then Kathy's like, go get that job. Rebecca has like a look that I'm not sure is like sadness. There's like a little sadness behind her reaction. No, I saw that too. I think like, I think it's like a little bit of like, I'm happy for you because you're in love, but also like, I'm kind of sad that like, I don't have that. And maybe the fact that she is going to lose both of them in a year because she did call him our Kathy. True. Mm. And I kind of forgot that like all of Rebecca's friends are graduating. Pretty she much. Has Kelsey. Yeah. She has Abby. Yeah. Rebecca is like, she. Oh, Abby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she has Laura. No, Laura's the Lars, I think Laura's graduating. Oh, she is. Yeah. Then I guess she. What happened to that really annoying girl that used to play, like they used to have in there uh, that became an icky also? Oh, the one who's like. Beth. Boyfriend was scary. No, No, the one who fell in the fountain with Rebecca. Yeah, that was the one her boyfriend was like weird. She like like, vanished. Well, didn't she get on 90210 around this time? She oh, was it around that time. I know that she was on it too, but I don't know if it was. I this think time. I think it was like maybe it was even before this. It was like around this time. Maybe yeah, maybe she she got like uh too busy with nine hundred two. I know. I completely forgot about her. They were um, close. Okay, so um, Kathy's <laughs> like, you know, I would kiss you, but I have beef stick breath. But Casey kisses him anyway. It will be. Doesn't stick care. Breath. She's sent. She doesn't have. Um, she's sent immune, as we learned. Right, yeah. So now Rusty arrives at Hastings' office because Hastings wanted to see him. Hastings is bald once again. (laughs) And he says, you know, after the stunt you pull, the dean wants us both expelled. But because Hastings has tenure and because Rusty won the grant, like, they're both safe. And (laughs) Hastings, like, you know, Hastings? Hastings is like, you know, you were right about, I was right about my first impression of you. You lack drive, ambition, and you're never going to get anywhere with that aw shucks attitude. And he's like, you know, no one's also going to toot your horn if you don't. Uh, Problem is not not being able to toot <laughs> his own horn. I just trust like, us. He can do that. He can. Hastings, the man knows how to toot his own horn. Don't worry. Yeah. And Rusty's uh, like, maybe I'll get another chance. And then very pointedly, he's like, I'm not going to let this rule my life. Uh you know, as Hastings totally does. And then as he gets up to leave, Hastings says, uh, reversing, he's like, try reversing the polarity on the capacitors, which I have no idea what that means, but it's clearly like something. I think it's just gibberish. (laughs) Scientific gibberish, which is something he needs to try to get around this dead end. (laughs) Polarity capacitors, it's like, Sounds like Back to the Future. Or maybe, I'm sure it's a real thing. It's <laughs> like Star Trek. It sounds like, yeah. So now Casey has entered like the campaign headquarters uh, to talk to Joel. She immediately launches into like apologies. And she says sorry like seven or eight times in different ways. And she asks if she could still be considered. And he's like, Joel says like, no need to apologize. I should have been clearer. 
And he's like, I think there also might've been another misunderstanding was that you were actually never going to be considered for a legislative aid job. And she's kind of like taken aback by this a little bit. And he's like, you know, you're smart, resourceful, but you know, and someday you'll do great, but mostly we hire people with post-grad degrees. And he's like, you know, with a bachelor's degree, you could cover phones or like help with correspondence. But Casey's like, I want to do more. And he's like, well, yeah, you will need more education or more experience. Uh, Maybe try local government, grad school or law school. Uh, And she's like, you know, I did consider law school, but it was for my boyfriend, for a boyfriend. And he's like, well, maybe you should consider it for yourself. Yeah. And he does even offer some connections because he went to CRU Law School, we learn here. Um, oh, we heard earlier because he said he knew what Dobbler's was. Oh, that's right. So yeah, he he's like, I can connect you with some of my colleagues from the law school. And he goes, but not in a, if you need any help, but not in a come on way. And she goes, yes to the help, but not the come on. And it's kind of like awkward. It's also really- the fact that he's even helping her at all after this. I'm like, mm-hmm. So now Dana walks into the lab and she tells Rusty that she heard that he botched it with the dean. And she's like, it's all over nerd Twitter. Or nerd X, shall we say. <laughs> it's like every article you read now is like on the site uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I know. I love when people just, I like, I don't think I've heard anyone refer to Twitter as X yet. No. How can you? And she's like, you know, I guess you don't need me now that all the pressure is off. And he says he'd like her to stay and like, he read through her notes and he could really use her help. And she's like, you know, maybe you're not as big of a jerk as I thought you were. And then they get started on friendlier terms than they were on before. He asks him to hand her something. She's like, can you hand me the... Oh, yeah, like the thermometer. Battery, yeah. <laughs> Some so sort he, of tool. He's her, yeah, he's her assistant now. Yes, and now... We're the final scene. We're at the Capitao house and Rusty enters and he's like, I think it's like nighttime at this point. And he's upset that he missed the entire turtle race. And Casey asks about the interview and Rusty's like, it's not going to happen. But, you know, when it does, I want it to go the right way. And Casey has like a book and she's like, you know, I made a decision too. I'm going to law school. And Cappy says he also made a decision and hands Rusty a form. And it's like a declaring major form. And <laughs> Rusty's shocked. And then he looks at the form and it's blank. And Casey's like, baby steps. She goes, you know what they say about slow and steady? And then she and Cappy share a kiss. There. <laughs> and then the episode Aww. ends with Pickle. He's like very, very excited announcing the end of the turtle race. And I didn't like, I had the subtitles on, which made me pick up on this, but the one that won was Cappy's. It was Earnhardt. I don't think he oh. won. I think he finally no, he won. He was the oh, very right. last one. <laughs> he, was he was the last, last. one to finish. Oh, kind of a metaphor Cappy. for Cappy. Not You're right. That's, that's the one he was cheering on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oof. Well. This in the hair. <laughs> the tortoise and the hair. What is the, the hair referring to? Like, does that make Evan the hair? Wait, what was the hair referring? But it's called the episode. The toupee. Called... Oh, that's what it is. Because it's titled The Tortoise yes. and the Hair. H-A-I-R. Yeah. Wow, yes. these are great titles. That's good. <laughs> that's good. 
It's a thinker. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. All right. Thoughts winners. Um, winners. Where do we begin? I'll go Dana. Oh, nice. Good winner. I'll go Dale for being like an excellent hasher. I was also go- also gonna go Dale. You guys are have been in sync. I know. We really he, have. He won been. the Kettlewell Prize. He won the, the very competitive Kettlewell Prize. Yeah, he essentially he started his own. His he started his own like foundation. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Losers. I'm gonna go Rebecca just because there was some odd. There were some underlings of. I don't know, like some odd moments for her, and then not totally telling Casey to like not sleep with Joel. It wasn't like there wasn't a standout loser for me, but like those things, I'm like not not really a girl's girl this sewed, but there's always next. I'm gonna go Casey. I know I kind of named her. I gave half of her last week. She's just been really rubbing me the wrong way Mm. all right (laughs) I don't know like I feel like she's just jumping into things because she wants to have a plan so badly and it's like (laughs) yeah the way she decided on law school like that was very quick one person told her like consider law school and she's like yep that's what I'm gonna do that's a lot of time and money I also I think she is you know what I'm actually gonna say Casey too I think She's so easily swayed by like one yeah. person's opinion. Like one person tells her she can't be a legislative aide and she immediately is like, okay, I now I need to go to law school. Like you could probably yeah. still try. Or like talk to some other people, like set up some informational interviews, go to your career fair or go to your like career center on campus. Like this isn't the end. One dude is not the end all be all. And Law school isn't the end all be all. Like you've changed your mind about it for a reason. I don't know. She just keeps jumping in so fast to things and like it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. I think sense. I see myself in her a little bit and that's what what scares me. I feel like I was kind of that way when I was graduating. I was like just so desperate yeah. to do something. It's easy to like be really yeah. swayed at that age, but she <laughs> is like definitely I mean she's impressionable yeah that's what it is she's impressionable and she just wants to be like she wants to have something I guess I just can't forget how no one could speak a word about her internship like it was so serious and now she's gonna do it again she's gonna put herself through that again I know what you did last summer (laughs) yeah wasn't that what it was called oh no it was called I I know what you did last semester but that was a different (laughs) episode yeah but works for both oh my god junie is mooning us moony junie she's showing you that hat not a person by the way (laughs) (laughs) if you made it this far if you made it this far well thanks for joining joining us on this on mom down every lane ciao Ciao for now. Catch you in our DMs. <laughs>